This episode is brought to you by Kitcaster. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ready for a digital dive? You're listening to the GZ Chop Shop Podcast, the weekly tech and gaming media podcast that breaks down the latest news, lore, and more. So plug in, because the GZ Chop Shop starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week of the GZ Chop Shop Podcast. I am your host, Project Itachi. Welcome to the first episode of 2024. If you are new, thank you for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and follow. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for joining us on another adventure through this year. Now, we have a very special episode lined up for you because today we have a very special guest with us. He is an investor, a serial entrepreneur with portfolios ranging from brick and mortar, tech startups, retail, real estate, entertainment, food and beverage, you name it, he's probably involved in it. He is also the founder of the Esports Mobile Legends Bang Bang World Series Championship team, AP Bren. Welcome, Mr. Bernard Chong. We're so happy to have you on this episode. It's very exciting. Hello, Greg. Hi. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, being that you are I want to say heavily involved in esports. One of the first questions that I want to ask is what brought you into esports, especially with the boom that it's been going through in the last few years, especially post COVID. Esports has taken off. There's a lot of new people trying to get into the esports industry, uh, but you've been involved in it for a while. What brought you into it? Was it an investor viewpoint or do you actually have some connection to the video game industry personally? It began when I feel like there's a community uh, following the esports. So it was in Dota before when I feel like there could, it could be a mainstream competition. And from there, I thought of, I implanted to have my own team representing such esports. And then I started the brand esports, which was renamed now to AP Brand. And so that's how it started. I feel like people who enjoy competing and there's a community fan base behind it, then it becomes mainstream. So I feel like helping the people start an esports and teach them how to, as a team, how to battle, how to win. 
is a good way of educating also and helping children or the players. Okay. Now I noticed you mentioned education um, and that that's, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I've been saying for a while that video games can also be used as an educational tool. You know, they don't always have to be what people feel is this brain dead, uh, pointless activity. And you just mentioned using it as an educational tool. Can you elaborate a little bit more on how you see them as an educational tool in some cases? Well, in competition and of course in battling or surviving at, at a battle, you still have to have a strategy. You still have to have teamwork. So it's in line with real life also. In real life, you can't, I mean, you can survive alone, but probably if you want to do big things, you have a team and you know how to talk to your teammates. You know how to handle pressure. So in a way, reflecting to real life situation, esports can be a training ground for young kids as they learn how to battle and how to behave and how to think and how to react on certain circumstances. I, I like that. Um, definitely being a team cohesive experience is, is, is a very important thing. And a lot of people go, especially when they're trying to start businesses and when they're trying to do big things, they have this mentality that, hey, you know what, I can truck it alone. I can do it all myself. You know, uh, me, 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 me. But even then, you, you still need help. You know, you need that one person that takes that risk on you. You know, that one person that invests in you. Even if you're very, very good at what you do, you're still not that good to do two-person two work, three-person work, or a team's work. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I, 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 I like that. I like that. So we have seen esports athletes. We see the people, the teams. Everyone knows the teams. Everyone knows their favorite players. But no one actually knows what happens behind the scenes, you know, what it looks like from your standpoint as the founder of esports, because without someone like you, those favorite players wouldn't exist. You know, those teams wouldn't exist. So what is it like behind the scenes as an esports founder? Well, it depends on what organization some esports player experience. But in my organization, behind the scene, we take care of all the back end necessarily so they wouldn't they the player will just have to figure out how they play and perform we we make sure that we take care of their you know their salary they pay they payroll any legal stuff any any stuff that can can get their time can they get their focus on playing well we take care of it so that's th those are behind the scenes. Aside from, we have to make sure that they're resting, make sure they're they're training also, and make sure we have a discussion, boardroom discussion also, what to do. That's in a tactical way. So we make sure that they're focused on performing only. And behind the scene, we take care of whatever you can think of that can be their problem or can get their attention. We make sure as much as possible, we look into it and make sure it's taken care of. 
in in our in our organization, the brand esports or AP brand, we do those. Now you mentioned anything that could take their attention um, as compared to regular sports. What are some issues that esports athletes could run into that you guys would have to go, okay, you know, we need to look into this um, and something that's probably common among esports athletes. Well, most most of our athletes are not well off, and and they're young and they're like, uh, not yet, not yet, not yet stable in life. So we make sure they got place to stay, they got place to sleep, they got they got food, stuff like that, and of course the legality when they get financial salary, they know which bank to put it, how to invest it, we teach them in some way or we guide them. Okay. Instead so, instead of figuring them out, instead of they figuring out, we just hand them to, we, we just say, oh, this is the things that you do. You can put your money here and this is the payroll, this is the taxes, this is the accountant. This is, this is all set up and you will sleep here. This is your time. So they could just focus on just training and performing. If they become official athlete. If they become an official athlete, got it. And how does one reach that official athlete status? Like how do you, what is your scouting process for your athletes? Oh, there are tryouts. There are so many applicants. So we have competition. We have tryouts also. And interviews, we, we, we ask how they are as a player. And then we, we check. And then we we decide to give them a chance. We we send them to the team, some often as reserve first, and see how they perform. We also talk to their teammates, potential teammates, if there's a good fit or not. Because this comes back to the cohesiveness you were talking about before, and you know you want to make sure that everyone can have each other's back and that they can work well together. And if, you yes, know. actually, if I know. The greatest team are not really the they not really composed of the best players, but most cohesive team. I mean, even in sports, you'll see superstar team, but not because you're composed of all superstars doesn't mean you will perform and excel as a champion. So most most champion team, there got to be a very cohesive team. So in the, I want to say like an off the wall case of two well-performing teammates having uh, sudden issues on the team that, that causes uh, the cohesiveness to fall apart. How do you resolve that if they're both, you know, top performing players? Well, sometimes you know how to fix it if they're mature enough through our experience. We've been doing this for five years. Sometimes there's some dogs, like top players who won't work with each other. And then you just have to talk to them and, and, and ask them to face it. If, like, if they can learn how to play together, that's good. If they can't, then whoever stays, stays. And one person normally goes because if they, if they both stay, then you can't, you can't have a 
successful team because the cohesiveness is not there. So being an investor, what are some of the risks that you have to look out for in investing in esports? Well, I don't see risk as risk if you know what you're doing. It's more like you got to be patient still with time because you're teaching. So what we're doing is because we're happy teaching the individual, the group, our players. So as we teach them, we're happy that we're doing what's our purpose, what our purpose, why we started an esports team to begin with. And then we're enjoying the community. So we love what we do. So that's that's the happiness. It's not we don't see really the risk. Risks maybe if you don't have guidelines and then you you just pick them up and then you just allow them. But we have guidelines too. So I don't see any risk. We're not also expecting any like you have to be a champion or you have to win a championship when you join us. We are just more about teaching the kids, having them to ex- experience to be a player and having them grow as a person. So that's what we do. So I can't find much risk, at least for my end, in my point of view. No, I, I like that. And the fact that you mentioned being patient and, and time for growth, I know that as time goes on, a lot of, you know, as the generations change, patience seems to be something that is sadly fading. A lot of people are expecting instantaneous returns. They're expecting, you know, as soon as they dive in for something to turn around. Um, as someone who's been in, you know, businesses for as long as you have, uh, what is the, what would you say is the average time frame you would tell someone stepping into any kind of business to at least give it, you know, in terms of patience? Well, to learn it, everything's easy to learn as you do it, your progress. But to be very good at expert, there's a writing that it's like 10,000 hours. So as, as long as you do 10,000 hours, you'd be very, very good at what you do. Then again, of course, there are people who learn fast, who excel fast. But normally, it's the number of hours you, you practice, you train. So your muscle memory, you get accustomed to the situation, the circumstance. So it's the time you spend how to master your craft. And patience is equivalent to long time. So there. No, I, I like that. You know, just just take the time, do it over, rinse and repeat, learn, expand a little bit as you go and and then, you know, broaden your horizons. But but basically keep an open mind. Don't don't get so discouraged if it doesn't happen right away. When you're dedicated to learn something, eventually you will figure out the small tweaks, the small changes or the small, let's say, wisdom or strategy as you go by, as you go on. So that's just how is it in life with everything, in game, in business, even in your craft. You do your craft. After a while, you'll say, I can improve this. And after 
after improving it after a while, then you will think of another improvement better than before. So the longer you're doing what you do, everyone, the longer they're doing what they do, they improve. All right. Um, so another question I have is, if, if I'm correct, you are now uh, stationed in, in L.A., correct? Yes. So what are your plans now that you're in L.A.? Are you expanding into the esports uh, ecosystem over here? Um, what, what are you going to be currently working on? My main hat is an angel investor. So I'm planning to invest slowly in U.S. territory. But we opened also an education foundation. Hopefully, I could help people how to educate them in my own means, in my own way. And I'm also trying to meet people, network people from here, and see how can I help them if they have questions such as, you know, business plan, questions about HR management, things that I know maybe I can share also to people who are curious. And I'm also looking to for opportunities also to put money on certain businesses if they pass my, my uh, filters. Filters. Now, what are some of those filters that you have in place uh, before you agree to invest in someone's business idea? Well, I invest normally with people and their character. So my filters will be, I would test them. I would. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Test and see how to react to certain situation and circumstance. Sometimes I would ask stupid questions or I would deliberately test their patients and see how they react. But often, often I would say yes. And as I go, as the real stuff goes by, because business is tough and being a leader is tough, then that's, their, that's where I will see their real character, their real flavor, if they're up to it or not. Normally, people I do business with, they, they are still with me or they, they still talk with me. So I think I have a good success rate on people on whom I'm dealing with. Now, I know you've expanded into, uh, I want to say, mobile, mobile gaming a little bit. Huh? Um, what? drives you into the mobile market because for those who don't know mobile legends is a mobile-based game um that is actually huge i don't think a lot of people here in america were aware of how big that game is um and now 
you're working in a gaming company that has a focus in mobile gaming as well. What do you think the drive is for mobile gaming that makes it so successful? So I just worked on platform, Greg, and I'm working on a social media platform that has a possible reach of any person who has internet. Now, particular to mobile games, I'm also inclined to check and see other games and see their strategy, the user experience, the user interface experience and everything, see what I learned from them and apply it to my mobile platforms also. And I see that on a platform-based game or on a platform-based business, you have more reach. So you could, let's say, help more people or teach more people. You could influence more people by being in a platform-based business or platform-based game. Of course, there has to be a social aspect. So you talk to them, you talk to different people. And there has to be gamification also, so they enjoy. On things that I spearhead the project. But on the mobile side game where you ask me why why I particularly like it is because you reach certain territories that's not within your physical limits. As long as there's internet, you reach the people there, you talk to them, you befriend them. And that's a really good, let's say, shortcut, superpower, or advantage to expand your knowledge, expand your know-how, to meet people who's not in your vicinity. Okay, so pretty much casting a, a really wide net as as you know, as big as as big as you can to reach as many people as as possible. Yes. Uh, do you see yourself? doing like another AP brand team here? Uh, maybe, maybe in the future. For now, it's, I, I try to stay in my lane and I have a team already and it's successful. So I have, I see no sense of making another team yet. So right now, it's, it is just like as is for now. I mean, I'm not closing any doors, but I'm not planning also. I just, let's see. So this question is more about, you know, your your personal feeling being that I know you have your ear to the ground on, you know, industry moves and everything. How do you feel these acquisitions between gaming companies, Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard, Sony trying to keep up acquiring things like Bungie. How do you feel that that, will affect the market or esports in the future if everything starts falling under one giant umbrella does that concern you in any way as an investor or do you see it as a good thing i feel like it's natural for a successful smaller company to be acquired by bigger company that's the natural course of the business history and this this acquire acquisition if they don't meddle they just acquire it and they don't meddle they let them like the founding team they let them run things i think this is all right and this is good but acquiring 
certain businesses and you meddle with the founder or you meddle with the management to tweak on a certain stuff, then maybe this will affect the so-called the so-called company. But community-wise, esports-wise, uh, user-base-wise, following-wise, in general, I think we're in good track. We will grow. And it is, it is just like that. It's the next thing because the population is increasing. Everybody can be playing basketball. Everybody can be playing football and soccer or, mm-hmm. or tennis. Somebody will have to play you know, shooting game. Somebody have to play five on five games. Somebody have to play uh, a, a Tekken game, an a Street Fighter game, NBA 2K, you know, Madden game. So the, we we will have a niche of communities and following base. That's a natural progression of our population because our population is growing, and technology is also evolving. So that's that's what's happening. That, that I, I I agree too that you know acquisitions would be fine as long as they because they acquired that company because they liked what they were doing they saw the success they saw the potential uh, so it makes no sense to change the working formula if it you know if it's not broke don't fix it yeah. um, I guess it's also concerning because if everything comes under one umbrella then you don't have a lot of diversity on the field anymore yes yes but. We will always have diversity. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, so moving on to some of the things for you personally, because uh, I'm sure, you know, the listeners, they probably think, oh, you know, someone like you, they're always focused on business. They're always focused on investments. But word has it that you actually are a Batman fan. Yeah, I'm a comics fan, but I like Batman. I like. Superman, I like Spider-Man, Iron Man. Uh, this, especially Spider-Man, it feels like you're, he's part of uh, a, a normal human being who has problems also mm-hmm. and who has to take care of some stuff. I like Batman also because he has to use his intellect, his observation skills to solve stuff. So generally, reading comics and reading in general helps me also see other windows and other and, and see wait helps me see other life and events and the writer's point of view and you learn from them sometimes if you're just focused on business you're not seeing other stuff but if you're reading across the board star wars you know dc marvel these writers creators they imagine some stuff that are unique to the reader. And once you give time to them, you also open your imagination to what they imagine, what the writer's imagination is. And it's a good thing because it allows you to see what our world, the universe, really is. So sometimes you have to read, you know, Star Trek stuff. Just just read in general and explore in general. I mean, as a young people, as a young person, you say you have to explore to learn. But we forget that as we grow older, we still have to explore also ourselves. Not because I'm 40 plus and somebody's 30 plus or somebody's 50 plus doesn't mean they can't explore anymore. Which is, there's so much things to explore. There's so much things to learn. So it's very vital for 
someone to be doing what he's doing and to be exploring also at times. So the mind is always open for opportunities or open for improvements or other ideas. Now, from an uh, educational standpoint and educating yourself, what are some things that you like to read that you would recommend to, to others? Me, I read science stuff, especially discovery stuff now. But business books, uh, psychology books, of course, those are basic. Uh, how to win friends, influence people, those are relationship books. Uh, those any kinds of books that are good at their own titles are good at the, what they're teaching. For example, if it's if it's a management book, four disciplines of execution, the four D execution is a good management book. Or if you want about how you save money and how you see money, so the rich dad, poor dad, and the richest man in Babylon. So there are certain genre books that are that that has been spoken of, and you just have to read them too, so you learn what other people know. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense because if you if you want to be your version of that person, you gotta you gotta figure out where they start and begin yeah. your journey, and you gotta see how they look at things. So maybe you can start to look at things how they look at things also. Okay. No, that, that, that's good. That's actually insightful for, you know, for my, myself as well, because, you know, like you said, in, in this industry of podcasting, uh, it's having to look at other podcasters, successful podcasters and figuring out, you know, okay, what was their starting point? How did they look at things? Where did they begin? In, in business, there's, there's this called flywheel. So you got to know your flywheel. So for example, if you're a podcaster and you want to have many uh you have to reach you have to reach more reach right mm -hmm. uh, so you gotta have you have to know your flywheel and keep doing your flywheel so in our example of our family business world balance which is the local shoe brand in philippines we're the number one local shoe brand there in manila so our flywheel there was collaboration so world balance collaborated with disney Word Balance collaborated with Star Wars. So the fan base of Word Balance and the fan base of Disney, they collab. And every time we collab, we see that our business sales increase and that the traction also increase and the volume of, of community increase also. So at least we now know in our shoe brand, collaboration was our flywheel. Of course, in your podcast, you should see other podcasters and you just see how they grow and see what their flywheel is. And maybe collaboration can be your flywheel. And, and I just learned the, you know, the, the term flywheel from you right now. Um, and I'm sure, you know, some listeners just learned that as, as well. Collaboration was, is definitely a big one though. That, that one floats around in the uh, social ecosystem, you know, quite a lot. You know, they say, do, do yeah. reach out, you know? Yeah. Just, Fly just connect. Flywheel is something that is what, when you do it, your business becomes bigger. So that, that's the flywheel. So you also mentioned an organization you are, you've started, the Brand Seed Foundation. Um, 
you know, would you like to briefly go into that a little bit, a little bit more? I feel like I I started the foundation to help people in my way to educate because I feel like education is the best way to change or help certain individual or people when they learn rather than give them giving them resource or giving them fish so they could feed themselves it's teaching them how to fish how to fish but in but in a in a in a real sense is helping them to be educated they might able to make themselves a living but of course it's not easy so you got to be patient with people learning to be educated also i you know i love it we keep coming back to that word patience that is something that cannot be said enough actually yes as much as you don't want to deal with it it's there and even if you don't want to practice it it's going to be there and it's everywhere like when you're a parent being patient to your kids when your kids being patient to your craft when you're an nba player you were patient before you become a star when you're starting patience is always there well i know you're a very 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 busy man um and i don't want to take too much more of your time uh the last thing i would like to talk to you about briefly is as the you're the co-owner of Synergy 88 Studios. Yes. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Synergy 88? So we were producing uh, digital assets for Microsoft. It's the first animation studio in Philippines that has been certified by Microsoft. So we make work digitally for first world country. So there uh we make our own animation in philippines to be as a work for first world country yeah that's synergy 88 that that is amazing and you know you are behind a lot of big things happening over there like i said you have the championship team you have synergy 88 studios i believe you just opened up a coffee business you 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 have a lot of hats you're wearing <laughs> i think i've been blessed and thank you but i feel like i could still do more i wanna i always compare to my old version of myself and i feel like i still got a long way to go mr chong thank you so much for spending some of your time with us on on today's episode uh Hopefully we can have you in the future because I, you have so much to offer. I would really like to to deep dive into this in the future. I'm, I'm just in LA. Where are you based? I am on the East Coast in Pennsylvania. All right. If you visit LA, just you know, ask Crystal. We could, you know, you could, you could, you could hang out and we could talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, hanging out with us on the GZ Chop Shop podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to click that subscribe button. We'll catch all of you wonderful people in the next episode. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or Acast for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.